Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, uh, content manager here at So Called Fantasy Experts and founder, owner, creator, whatever you want to call it, of FantasySixPack.net. My co-host, who's running a tad late this, uh, tonight, is AJ Applegarth. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Fantasy Six Pack, all spelled out, one word. Um, he unfortunately is not on Twitter. Well, he is, but <laughs> that's a that's a long story. Um, yeah, and and if you feel like calling in, um, if you're listening to this, I, I assume you are looking at the phone number, but it is six four six seven one six seven nine two six. So call in with your comments, questions, whatever. And uh, or you can or you can hit me up on Twitter with those comments and questions as well. And uh, I'll, I'll try and get them on air if I see them. I apologize. Sometimes I don't always see them. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, um, yeah. So tonight we're going to be talking a little bit about you know this this last gasp I'm calling it before the end of the regular season for most leagues. I believe this is the last week of the regular season. Most, most, uh, most leagues I play in at least it's 14, 15, 16 for the playoffs. Uh, some leagues it's just 15 and 16. So maybe you've got a couple weeks left either way. It's still kind of the same, um, the, the same strategy that you're playing here. Um, we're going to talk about a, an interesting topic also about, unresponsive owners and, and what do you do with them? And then we'll get into our, our week thir- our week 13 prep here with, uh, you know, injuries and waiver wire ads and all that kind of good stuff. But I, I do want to talk about first that we have one undefeated team left, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the Denver Broncos, if you missed it, the Denver Broncos knocked off the New England Patriots on Sunday night in an overtime thriller in the snow. It was uh it was quite the game. I, I kinda thought that they were the, the Denver Broncos were gonna kinda just fade away and, and let the Patriots take it. And then you know they clawed back and ended up taking the lead there with with uh not a whole lot of time remaining and but a little bit too much time for, for Tom Brady and company, even though they're dealing with more injuries now. I think it's pretty obvious to this point that the Patriots are going to be dealing with, you know, are dealing with a lot of injuries and it's definitely affecting them. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit about that last week um, and, and it's pretty obvious, you know, uh, you know, Denver Broncos are a good team, but I think everybody kind of you know, a couple of weeks ago would have thought that the Patriots would have handled them pretty easily for the most part, um, but that definitely didn't happen. And then the first player overtime, uh, CJ Anderson, long run for the touchdown, and, and that that did it. And um, so we're gonna we're gonna bring in uh, AJ here 
I believe he's shown up. What's going on, man? Hey, how are you? Hey, good, good. Um, yeah, so I was just talking a little bit that we only have one one undefeated team left, man. You know, it's the Carolina Panthers. I don't think anybody at the beginning of the season would have would have called that one after, especially after Kelvin Benjamin went down. But you know, I don't know what's more shocking: the fact that the Patriots lost to the Broncos without Peyton Manning, or the fact that uh, the Panthers are, are the last remaining undefeated team at. 10 or 11 and 0 are they 11 and 0 is that i'm getting my week uh, yes. yeah i mean it's pretty crazy and they look damn good doing it uh so um so yeah it uh what, what do you what do you think about that man you think uh you think the uh, panthers have a chance to run the table uh, I don't know if I'd give them a chance to run the table. I'd have to pull the schedule real quick and see exactly who they have left. But I definitely think they're going to win this week. Um, Drew Brees just doesn't seem to have it anymore or right now. I don't know if he's still working off these injuries or what. Um, I just think that whole team's kind of – I think they're front. I think their offensive line is bad. But I'm looking at their schedule now, so I'll just tell you, save you some time. Saints, Falcons, Giants, Falcons, Buccaneers. Uh, yeah. I think <laughs> I mean, <laughs> after hearing that, I think they potentially could. Is the Giants game in New York? It is in New York. Yeah, the I New Orleans that's... game is in New Orleans, too. That could be a road bomb. Yeah. I mean, the Saints offense can explode, but uh, so we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I still think they're going to win this week regardless. Um, but I, I do think that the – I think the Giants game might be their toughest task. Uh, I mean, even at, Atlanta can beat them, but they need to get themselves together and they need the right Matt Ryan to be there to to, to make <laughs> that happen. anymore. <laughs> and, I mean, Tampa Bay, they've got some talent. You know, Winston's looked pretty good this year at times, but he's also looked like the rookie that he is at other times. So I still don't think that they're going to have enough to overpower them and, and take the win. Um, no, nah, I mean, yeah, they they could. They very well could run the table. I, I mean, yeah, I don't see why why not. I mean, the Falcons obviously are a complete mess. They're going downhill. I think they're not going to make the playoffs at this rate. The Giants are a mess. I mean, they just let the Redskins beat them. <laughs> That's bad. Uh, yeah. The Saints – we all know their problems, but they, they can light it up every once in a while, but not the last couple of weeks. And then, yeah, you're, you're exactly right on the bucks. You know, it's kind of hit or miss with them. So, yeah, I mean, it's It's going to be interesting. Um, but yeah, so, so moving on, just kind of wanted to bring that up. It's kind of, you know, some big NFL news, last remaining team. So, but moving on to our, our, our biggest topic of the night, you know, in, in most leagues, it's the last week of the regular season. Um, and I, I would bet there's more listeners that are 
fighting for a la- you know fighting for their last playoff spot than not fighting you know than than have it like clinch um mm-hmm. I know for me in every single league I'm in, I'm fighting for a playoff spot. I did not have a good fantasy football season and it, you know, I, I can blame it on injuries, but so can everybody else. So I don't know. It's just, I, I do know that all the teams that are up top in all of my leagues are by far the healthiest teams in the league. And, uh, and I mean, it's, it's obvious why that's, you know, that's, that's a big reason why they, they would be, uh, you know they're not dealing with second stringers trying to trying to fill in gaps for the big stars that that fell. Um, but yeah, so you know, moving on to to this topic here, you know, for those teams that are, you know, we, we talked about last week, like if you've kind of got your spot filled, you know, locked in, how do you prepare? You know, you talk about getting those defenses now that are going to be good for the playoff run. Get those you know, trade for those guys that are going to be good for the playoff run, you know, maybe give up a win or two now, you know, these last couple of weeks, if it doesn't knock you out of like a first round buy or something uh, mm-hmm. to give yourself, you know, the best chance possible in the playoffs. I mean, that's what I mean, but that's what, I mean, that's what it's all about. You want to win the whole thing. You don't really care about winning the regular season. It's nice, but it doesn't get you anywhere. Believe me, I've done it many, many times. <laughs> uh but for those teams that are fighting for that last spot, I mean, how do you handle this week? I think, I think I'm going after, you know, to me, I'm going to be going after the best defense possible. You know, I'm, I'm dropping the defense I have if they have a bad matchup. Like in one of my leagues, I might drop the Rams because they've got a bad matchup this week. Um, I even think they've got a bad matchup in the playoffs, so I'm not totally concerned with that. But, you know, I'm going out. I'm picking up the Redskins in one of my leagues because they're playing Dallas, and I think Dallas is going to be bad. Uh, I think in another league I might be able to try and get Houston. I I don't even know. Like, I'm probably going to be dropping the Rams on a couple of my leagues just because I need need the help. You know, you, you need to go out and play you know you almost basically need to play daily fantasy football at this point as much as you can obviously you can't totally because you can't go out and pick everybody possible um yeah. but you can try and get as many players as you can and actually i think uh i think we've got a caller here i believe it's richard let me uh richard is you oh joe hi what's going how on? you doing what's going on, man? not too bad Ah, you beat me this week. Well done. What a battle it was. <laughs> yeah, man, we, and, we both uh, played well. It was a good. It was a very strong effort. I, I I always hate starting off strong because it's not how you start; it's how you finish, and you finish strong. Well done, bravo. Thank you. Thank but you. you still got. You, there's still a lot of things, and and this goes into what you were saying uh, about um, teams that uh, you know that they're out of it. And so they abandon, even though even in even in teams with with high fees, you know they just oh well screw it I've lost the money so you know what I mean. Oh yeah, I mean we're we were gonna get into that topic a little later, but yeah, I mean they 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 definitely matter at this point, you know, in, in all leagues. So you know you hope it doesn't happen, but unfortunately it does. But you know we were we were trying to get at you know some of the 
strategy involved this week for those teams that are just clinching on, you know, hanging on by a thread to that last playoff spot, like, like I am in, in our league. You know, I, I jumped actually both you and AJ in the standings to take the sixth spot. Um, yeah, you're, you're welcome so, for my uh, epic free fall that I've been going on uh, since uh, week you're, six. You're, yeah, your your team started out super strong, but man, injuries have definitely killed you. Um, yeah, but, but you're absolutely right. The hoarding defenses is something that I, but depending on what I've got, uh, I you're absolutely right. Though a lot of people hoard defenses, and sometimes in some leagues, you, it's very hard. Sometimes like you're down to like you know bad defenses. Like, you're definitely you know, down the to Jaguars yeah, you're down or something. You know, like because people are. <clears throat> yeah, you definitely got other scraps in a lot of leagues. Yeah, you can stream quarterbacks. Um, you know, it's it's hard to stream some of the other positions. We talked about that last week, but you know, I'm talking like specifically this week. Like, what's what's one team if you had to pick one defense this week to go after that would be available in a lot of leagues? Um, you know, who who would you potentially pick up? I would probably go after the Broncos. I think the Broncos are probably taking like you know, uh, the Chiefs. I would give the Chiefs another chance. Um, I would probably give the Chiefs Just another chance. Oak, they were they were rotten Oakland, last week. Bad. They were yeah. rotten last week, but uh, they they definitely have some good matchups coming up uh, defensive wise. I think. Yeah, anyway. I, I agree. I agree. Um, one of the teams that I'm actually kind of looking at is the the Steelers. Um, yep. You know, they're, they're only 38% owned, and, and, yeah, they didn't do very well last week. Uh, but Seattle and Russell Wilson played a hell of a game. But, you know, they get they do get Matt Hassel back in the Colts at home, and that that's that's a favorable matchup in my opinion. You know, them and, like, the Redskins and um, in one of my – in one of my smaller leagues, the – the Texans are actually available. Um, I don't believe they are available. Fifty uh, percent owned, and they might be available in some leagues, but I kind of doubt it. They've been playing pretty strong, but uh, you know that that's a potential that's a potential pickup. Uh, but you know, I've, I think with this final week here, you've just got to go all out. You've got to play matchups. You, you've just really got to go all out. You know, you can't. You can't hang on to a guy that you know. At this point, you're not you're not stashing, stashing depth. You just need the best player this week, um, well, and that's kind of what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. Touch. Like, if you absolutely need somebody to play, um, I'm dropping the handcuff to get a better player. At this point, you need to get into the playoffs. You can't hang on. You've got to go all out. What is that? That handcuff sitting on your bench isn't going to do you any good. I get that, but uh, the thing is, is though uh, with the way injuries, like if I lost, I, I handcuffed, I lost like uh, two of my Cardinals this week, and I fortunately I had three running back Cardinals uh, in our league, and uh, if I didn't have that, I might as well kiss my chances of of catching you goodbye. I get that, but here, okay, so here's the thing. So if like David Johnson is available. And on your team, you've got, you know, LaShawn McCoy, Darren McFadden, and let me try and pick somebody who's got a bad matchup. Um, um, 
I don't know who has a bad matchup this week and for running backs. Uh, um, I don't know. You... Totally blanking right now, but you know, let, let's just let's just go with Mark Ingram and say you've got Mark Ingram, and then you've also got like uh, a handcuff on on your team. So you you know you've you've got Turbin. You know you've got McFadden's backup. Are you going to drop McFadden to go get David Johnson? and possibly play David Johnson over Ingram, you might think about it this week. Yeah, I would. You know, that's, uh, that's the thing. So, like, that's the yeah. thing. This got to go all out. Like, is it worth hanging on to that handcuff if you need that roster spot to play somebody better? Because clearly you're not dropping Mark Ingram. He just has a bad matchup this week. That's yeah, that's I, I think, so... Yeah, I see. I see what you see. It's a balancing act because you you do. It depends on your defenses, like you say, as well. You know, because you want room for those. You know, because you're looking you're looking down the road. You're looking at week fourteen, week fifteen, week sixteen. What are the best defenses in those weeks? You know, assuming you get that far through the playoffs. But yeah, I see what you mean. There is that balancing act of the of the thing and. Uh, just uh, so, yeah, I, I I get what you're saying. Uh, it, it, also, it depends on your team. I mean, if you do have it, like it's like if you do have Mark Ingram, I don't think you're going to have the handcuff of Mark Ingram. Who is it? Would it be Spiller? No, but what I'm saying, like you know, if you had McFadden and then you had McFadden's handcuff. Um, at this point, I'm driving McFadden's handcuff. If, if I need another, you know, if I need another better running back for somebody like an Ingram or like a better wide receiver for somebody that, you know, is having a bad matchup or better yet, like a quarterback, like, you know, somebody who has a bad matchup this week for quarterbacks, um, you know, you could potentially pick up a streaming quarterback, but you don't want to drop that quarterback because he's had a good season and it's just, you know, it's just one week. You know, like maybe you don't want to play Drew Brees this week because he is playing Carolina, but you, you know, you want to go pick up somebody like, I don't know, uh, Jay Cutler or Matt Stafford or somebody like that who, or Mariota even possibly, and like start them because they've got better matchups and you think they're going to do better. Um, you know, like that's the kind of thing. So it's like now is the time where. You don't drop your studs, you drop your depth, you drop your handcuffs, you drop your extra players to go all out for this week to make sure you get in the playoffs. Does you no good to hang on to those guys if you don't get in? What good is a handcuff going to do you in the consolation bracket? No. Uh, well, again, it depends on the situation too. I mean, like with with matchups. I mean, you if you have players that are on your bench, like say you, you're thinking, should I keep this sleeper? Like, cause, you know, there is that there is this debate. You know, like um, a sleeper, and also people that are turning into deadwood is is like you've got uh, like a lot of people are probably have how many how many weeks have they had Stefan Diggs on their on their uh, these are hard decisions. You got to, you know, are you going to ditch Diggs because he's, you know, he's he's in a slump? Yeah, I mean that's a tough one. I still own Diggs in a couple of leagues. I have him. I'm not totally giving up on him, also because there's not a whole lot else out there. But yeah, he's 
he's definitely sitting firmly on my bench, and like, he does so, get Seattle this week. So, you know, and then so he's applying, Arizona. Applying what you're saying is is that so if you're applying to what you're saying, that means Diggs Diggs is on the bubble then, right? Yeah, Diggs absolutely is cuttable at this point. If you absolutely need all you can get to help you get in, then, um, yeah, Diggs is absolutely droppable. But I think that's another thing, too, that, you know, with Diggs especially, like you just mentioned, he's got a tough matchup this week in Seattle. He's got another tough matchup at Arizona the following week. And then Chicago, he got kind of a decent matchup and, and the Giants he's got kind of a decent matchup. Um both of those are home games for Minnesota, but that's what you gotta look at here. You gotta find those guys that are gonna be, hey, what are their matchups in the playoffs or, or even this week, you know, and, and through the playoffs and if they look like they have those bad matchups, I definitely think they're cuttable. Um I, I'm sitting on digs in one of my leagues too and He's on my bench right now, too. But, yep. you know. Are you going to give him up, EJ? I, in in that league, I, I could because I have a ton of other receiver debt. So I'm not I'm not really too worried about losing him in that league. Um, it's, a, it's only a 10-team league, too. So, um, I mean, based on his recent performance, he may not get picked up, but it depends on, you know, who's really desperate for him. That's the thing is that uh, your opponents, if they're desperate for the guys that you drop that are kind of on the bubble, that are have value but have bad matchups. Yeah. You uh, have to even... take that chance, though, I think. Like, at this point, you can't worry about the other team possibly having a better team than you. I mean, we've seen it all year long. Anything can happen in fantasy football. Um, so even if a team looks like they're just totally stacked against you and they pick up some of your bubble players, you know what? You just have to hope that your guys stay healthy, the guys that got you there stay healthy, and you get in. You've, you've, I mean, you've got to go for it now. I, I don't know how much more. Like, I can't emphasize that point enough. You you need to go for it now. If you don't go for it now, it does you no good to sit there and excuse me and uh, <laughs> and uh, and and sit there and watch everybody in the playoffs. You know, and you go, oh, but but look, I've got Stefan Diggs in the and they, but he's got two good matchups in week fifteen and sixteen. That's why I held on to him. Like, well, who cares? You're not yeah, in. Yeah, he's got so enough it doesn't matter. See, again, that's a situation, though, isn't it? You got you're looking I mean, it, at well, it am I going to be little... deep enough by? Well, you've got to cross that road when you get to it. I mean, you know, we've seen a ton of injuries all year long. I mean, in all likelihood, there'll be more, and you can pick up other players. You can, at this point, you could, you know, you could stream a couple of your positions, you know, not your entire roster, clearly, like you're going to have your cornerstone pieces. Um, but, you know, someone like Diggs, who's been kind of struggling and yeah, he's got a couple of good matchups, but he's had good matchups. Like how much are you really going to rely, rely on him now? I mean, he had a fantastic matchup last week against Atlanta and he got four catches for 31 yards. You know, two weeks ago, he had a matchup the three weeks ago. He had Oakland 
two for 46. Like, he's not doing anything anymore. So, like, he's had good matchups. Chicago isn't as great of a matchup as everybody thinks. They've been pretty decent. The Giants are bad. But you're talking about all the way in week 16. You know? Yeah, I'm not holding them for that point. And by that point, you have to be one of two teams that wants to play him. I mean, people, the consolations don't matter. Second and third place, I mean, sorry, third and fourth place don't really matter. I mean, unless your your league gives money away for it, then fine. But, um, I mean, once you, if you lose in the first round, you're not paying attention anymore, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I, and, and you shouldn't be. It, people should not be fighting to get, you know, a higher place at the end of the year after they've lost in the first round of playoffs. Like, just just stop. You're wasting your time, you're wasting everybody else's time, and you're you're hoarding players that other people can use, um, you know, that are still in it. So, but that's a whole different topic. Yeah, and so, you know, I think, I mean, there's obviously there are different ways to look about it, you know, to, to think about it. I have my opinion. Obviously, Richard, you differ a little bit. Um and that's fine. I mean, and obviously the different size of, sizes of leagues, the different size rosters, roster composition, they all make a difference. But I think in general, if you're one of those last remaining teams, if you see somebody out there on the waiver wire this week, that's going to be better than who you would have typically put in your starting lineup this week. And he's like a bubble player, kind of like a digs or somebody of that you know, liking, or you've got maybe somebody a little less than Diggs on your team that you've been holding because, oh, he could be good. He has a high ceiling type of thing. Um, you're getting rid of him. There's no reason to hang oh, on yeah. to him. Uh, yeah, you're dumping sweepers like Dwayne Harris and all those guys. I get that. Definitely. You're definitely dropping, you know, like uh, the like Golden Tate, for example. You know, things like guys like that. You know, I think can, I haven't looked at the matchup for the Lions, but I'm just saying them as an example in his tier, that his 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 area of uh, you know like well, obviously you wouldn't have you wouldn't have guys like Hank or something. Right? I'm kind of drawing a blank, but you know you know the. Uh, you know the level of players I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, and you know, and Tate hasn't been bad in PPR leagues, and I do own him in a PPR league. He at least catches a bunch of passes and he kind of saves his day. He's not scoring, although he did last week. But, um, you know, but hey, you know, you guys are talking about matchups here. I mean, he gets Green Bay. Green Bay's been scored upon. Then he gets St. Louis. St. Louis looks susceptible to everything. Then New Orleans and San Fran. Like, he's got actually good matchups the rest of the way, I kind of think. Um, yeah. in fantastic matchups in 15 and 16, you know, Tate's, I don't think Tate's cuttable completely. Um, not, he's not great, but I don't think he's cuttable completely, especially in PPR. League. Yeah, that was a bad example. I, I think I was more, more thinking right. of, that was a bad yeah. example, but I'm thinking like guys like, like John Brown on the, on the Cardinals, maybe even, I would think. So I, I, I do think, Larry, I know, I know that he's kind of the number two again. But how long that stays, I don't know. The the, the receiving core of, of the Cardinals sort of drives me nuts unless you have Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, I mean, everybody Brown's, under... Brown's, been, Brown's been pretty good all year, I kind of think. But, uh, yeah, when Malcolm Floyd 
comes back and he gets a full complement of snaps, it'll be interesting to see what happens. You know, Brown's been kind of touchdown dependent most of the season. So, yeah, you know, it's interesting. But, uh, but yeah, I think, you know, I think we're going to, we're gonna move on to our, our next topic here, so we can get on with the show. But yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, well, think, I'll uh, let you go. It was yeah. nice chatting with you guys for a bit. And uh, oh, by the way, bef- before I go, uh, I want just wanted to let you know I clinched a playoff spot in the FSWA. Ah, week. congratulations, man! So uh, congratulations. So hopefully, I can, st- uh, I can still get up. I can still get up to third. So, uh, but uh, there's one more week to go. So we'll. We'll see how, how many goes, teams are how many teams are in that league? Sixteen. Oh wow, that's that's impressive, man. I know. Yeah, I remember well you done. showing me the. I remember you showing me the the people that are in that league. Uh, there's definitely some some heavy hitters in that one, so that's 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 good to do. Yeah, and George Kurtz, uh, the guy that you beat last year, he's he's the only guy you know in that league, and uh, he's the he he was the guy that I beat this week. Oh, nice. Okay. So, so, anyways, uh, yeah, you guys, I, uh, I, yeah, I knocked out George Kurtz in the semis last year and got all the way to the finals. Did you win it? I remember that. Now, um, Brad Doherty from ESPN got me in the finals because that's when the the Eagles, uh, not the Eagles, the, the Cowboys decided to start resting, not you know totally resting, but they started like resting a little bit. Darren, um, bleh, Demarco Murray and. I think Aaron Rodgers had a bad game, and it was just like it was just like everything happened all at once. <laughs> I was like, "Damn it!" Oh, so I, I lost in the finals, but it was a hell of a year. There was a it was a weird thing where they did like ten ten leagues of twelve teams, and the top two from each each league got to the playoffs, and then there was like a round robin playoff or something like that for not round robin, but it was like a basically it was like total points for the next three weeks made the four team playoff. So it was actually like uh hundred and twenty teams all you know, so I got second place at hundred and twenty teams. So it was it was pretty solid. I uh definitely one of my one of the things I, I like to, to brag about a little bit. So <laughs> Well that's good. But uh uh but I, I would recommend anybody who's never I've never played in a in a league that deep before. I'll tell you one thing about playing in deep leagues like that. You really uh low it's low scoring leagues, uh of course oh, yes. nobody's got anything. And and you know uh so I recommend anybody who's into uh redraft uh to gi- to give deep leagues like 16 give a 16 don't be afraid of de- uh, playing a 16. It's wild. Oh so, yeah, you definitely uh, with that, that. So with that, I'll let you guys get on with the show. I'll be interested to hear what you have to say about these, uh, about these, you know, these uh, deadbeats. All right, man. Have a <laughs> okay. good one. Take care. Bye. Bye. Yeah. So uh, this is a topic that you are. Uh, I, I do want to get to this topic, hopefully quick. But you know, we've we've been able to rip through the the end here before, so we can do that again. But this is a topic that I definitely wanted to get to, AJ, because you were irate the other week about it. it. Seems like, and and it's and it's the topic of unresponsive owners or or uh, dead owners or, or um, what am I calling it? 
um, lame duck owners, I guess is, is probably the better term for it. It's the owners who, especially toward the end of the year, they're out of the playoffs. They're not setting their lineups. They're not making any moves. And that's fine. Like, I don't care if you make any moves, but at least set your lineup. Like, put a full, healthy roster going against your opponent. Um, I think we can both agree that it's just it's one of the more annoying things that especially this time of year, like you're affecting the playoff race most likely. Yeah, I mean, unless yeah. it's like the number 11 versus number 10 team in the league, like, okay, I don't really care what you two do. Um, but if it's like yeah. the number 10 team versus the number four team and that number four team is fighting for a playoff spot, I mean, you're basically giving them a win. And, uh, you know, strangely enough in our league, because your team is crumbling before our very eyes. I I, uh, I just looked at everything, and I don't see it being possible because I'm now behind you and Richard by a game. If both of you lose and I win, then we're tied, and I'm nowhere near either of you in points. So I'm I'm not making the playoffs. Tiebreaker is actually head-to-head, I found out. Well, and you I, beat me. I beat you head to head, but I'm pretty sure Richard beat me, so he would take yeah. the sixth spot. Uh, maybe when it's all three of us, I don't know how that works. It might have to go to I points. I think when so it's then I three, win. yeah, I think it, when it's three, it must more, go to points. points. Second tiebreakers points. So yeah, so then yeah. I'm in. So then I'm in pretty good shape. But regardless, well, don't think I'm getting that, uh, getting my baseball coin toss on this one. <laughs> no, that was pretty. That was pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, like, right. know, but like in our league, what got you going on this topic in our league? Uh, just so I can set the stage for for everybody listening, is right. there's a team who's been in the league for a couple of years now since the very beginning. Um, he's not the best owner. He doesn't know a lot about football, but you know he wanted to have some fun. So I thought, why not? You know, I'll bring him in. Um, he'll learn. I know he'll try as hard as he can. Uh, you know, he's had some issues with the draft here and there um, where, like, I don't know, I think he had to go, like, pick up his fiance at the airport or something this past year. Um, another year he was late. But, like, you know, he's at least always, like, shown up and he's tried. He's been somewhat of an active owner. Um, one year he was actually pretty decent. I think he made the playoffs one year. But um, this year his team's kind of bad. And little did I know – he actually went on his honeymoon and nobody knew this. He went on his honeymoon like two weeks ago when he was playing you and he had Drew Brees, uh, who was on by, I think he had Edelman who had just gotten hurt in his lineup still. So he had two major players in his lineup that weren't playing, obviously giving him zeros. Now, you were at that point still fighting for a playoff spot and he was clearly out because he's only won like three games. Um, at that point. Uh, but, you know, I don't want to say fortunately, but, you know, honestly, fortunately, he beat you. So, like, the point of he kind of gave you a win goes out the window. But in a lot of cases, that's what happens. Those teams give that team a win, and it throws the whole balance of the league off, in my opinion. Like, it's a, it's an unfair advantage. So, like, those types of players bother the hell out of me. You know, once I kind of learned what happened, like, it's fine. I told him, like, hey, don't let it happen again. Or tell me, like, I'll go set your lineup. Like, I won't make moves for you, but I'll at least go put your starting players in. You know, something like that. Um, Like, I think that's an easy way around it. I don't know why more people don't do it. But, 
what do you do about stuff like this? Like what, what do you want to do about those like lame duck owners besides just kick them out of the league? Cause you're not going to kick them out mid season. Yeah, no, you can't get rid of people in the middle of the season unless it's—I mean, unless it's baseball because the season's so friggin' long, you can afford Even to that, do that and and find somebody that could potentially do it. I mean, more so in like public leagues because I, I just feel like the the one that I was in for a couple of years, people were like jumping in and out of that league all the time. It was a pain in the ass. So yeah, basically. You know, I was coming into this game looking at it as, okay, this should be, you know, it was really a must win for me, but the way I was looking at it was this is my chance to get off this slide because even though the guy does have some talented players, um, you know, like you said, he started Drew Brees on a bye week and he had Julian Edelman, who was injured the week before, still in the starting spot. Um, So... He easily could have put in Torrey Smith for Edelman, who only netted 2.6 points, and he could have started Flacco that week, who had 12 points. Um, so at least he would have had a starting lineup. But it just it drives me absolutely nuts to see that that this happens. And okay, I get it. Stuff comes up. You're on your honeymoon. That's that's a pretty pretty acceptable reason to <laughs> yeah to, to yeah, have you were already like this come out of the league man <laughs> but well that was before i knew that 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 was the situation um but still, like the way still, i see it though like he's been a pretty good owner the last you know the whole time he's been in the league yeah he's not very good yeah. i get it but you know he he's been a pretty time, decent owner the people whole time. like that you need you need those like you know, two to three owners in the league who aren't necessarily as educated as some of the other people and, you know, um, who are that, you know, $10, $20 donation every year. Um, but, you know, like you said, he made the playoffs. That's an interesting year. way to say it. <laughs> I'm I'm the donation this year because I'm I'm out. So, you know, I'm in the same boat as him at the end of the season if you look at it. But, you know, and it's it's a it's another one of those woulda coulda shoulda, you know, played this guy and I woulda won. I lost by three point one points, and Russell Wilson was sitting on my bench with twenty five point four points compared to Tyrod Taylor's nine point four points. So that absolutely kills me to look at that. And then play mm-hmm. that game in my head of oh well I should have done this, but yeah, then trying trying to redirect the blame back on you know the other owner for hey you should have given me this win and you still didn't give me the win. Granted, I gave him a zero back on Alfred Morris, so we, we were he only gave me true. threes at that point. Um, but yeah, I mean. It, I guess it really comes down to the situation and the owner and and how they've been throughout. If it's something where they come in, you know, even if they make the draft, they get through, they, they pick a good team, you think, oh, wow, this person, you know, did some research, it looks like they're going to be a tough competitor. And then for whatever reason, whether it's injuries or just, you know, lack of production or, you know, mismanagement by playing guys that don't score as much as other guys, and then they they end up you know zero three or, or one and five or something like that. They lose interest. You know, you got to reach. 
yeah, you got to reach out to those people and just be like, hey, you know, what's the deal here? Or I get that your team's in, you know, tank mode right now, but there's still time left to turn it around, you know, get involved and do whatever. And if they still don't, then you got to cut them loose. I mean, I don't care if it's your best friend, you know. Yeah, but, I agree. I've done, I've done it to people. I've, you yeah. know, I've, I've definitely done it to one of my better friends. I grew up with him, little kid, went to high school and everything else with him. Was with my roommate for a little while, and you know, he he didn't pay attention. It actually was a little bit worse with him um, for other for other reasons. I'm not going to get into details, but uh, you know, I got to the point where I was like, look, I've gone through this with two different fantasy leagues with you now one basketball one football it's been the same thing both times uh i'm done and yeah. but yeah and and you know but with like a news like i said he has a history of at least trying so i was willing to give him like the chance and the, the chance to explain himself before just cutting the cord here yeah i'll no, tell you though like i i totally agree fine. with you because i'll there's, you know, one of our friends, Jason, runs a basketball league, and I've been it. I was in it the last three seasons, I think. There's one team that was in that league every single year, drafted a halfway decent team. It was always like, eh, yeah, whatever. Um, I don't think he was going to be ever super competitive, but um, it was always decent. Um, he made like one move, maybe two, the first one or two weeks each year and then never made a move, never changed his roster, uh, never did anything. And I kept telling Jason, like, who is this clown? Like this guy needs to get out of the league. Like, okay, the first year I get it. Maybe you'll give him another chance. You're a nice guy. Um, the second year, no, he should not be back. And then you invite him back the third year and he does the same thing again. I asked him, I said, are you going to invite him back? He says, yeah, absolutely. And I went, then I'm out. I left the league because of that guy. I missed. I almost missed the playoffs one year because of him. Because he almost got shut out. And in basketball, when you get shut out, it's ten to nothing. Ten categories to zero. He almost yeah. got shut out two weeks in a row uh, by other guys that I was fighting for playoff spots with, and I was really pissed. I'm like, this is total crap. Like, I didn't get the chance to play him when thirty percent of his league, was, his team, was injured. So I ended up like having a close matchup with him, but like, is this? You know, I tried to reason with Jason a couple different times. Like, look, these types of players do not belong in fantasy leagues. Like, if they want to play in fantasy leagues, go to a public league or go to a bunch of go go to a league where nobody pays attention. Like, don't come to my league where everybody else is trying, and I I care. Like, that's that's not right. So I get you, and you know. It's a it's a real tough situation, especially when friends are involved. And in this case, I think it's a coworker for for Jason, so it's it's interesting. But um, it's yeah, it's tough, man. You know, you gotta not let like the initial emotion get to you. I think because like you were really pissed, but like see what happens. Get get an explanation. See if the guy you know give. I say get the guy give give the guy a chance to like improve maybe one time. And if they don't improve, then okay, like done. Like that's kind of what I did with with my other friend. Um, he he was a bad owner in football. I gave him a chance in basketball. He was a bad owner in basketball. I said, okay, no peace. You're gone. You know, like I'm not I'm not kicking people out because like you never know what the what the situation is. Um, yeah, and that's that's what you got to do. You got to just look at it. You know, 
take take the anger out of it and take the the initial bitterness and sting out of it, uh, which you know I had a hard time doing, obviously because it's yeah, been a win, and I've been on this miserable, <laughs> miserable like slide since week six. So, <laughs> um, I mean, it's just it's terrible, and, and you know it all kind of compiled on me. But yeah, I mean, obviously, like I said, I, I didn't know that he was on his honeymoon, so. Yeah, I didn't either. I mean, when I saw it, I was kind of pissed myself. I'm like, really? Because I was like, you know, because I was thinking to myself, like, you know, he's been a good player, or at least at least a, an active owner. Like, he was setting lineups every single year. Like, I never had that issue with him, which is honestly something I thought I was going to when he first said he wanted to play. I kind of thought he'd be one of those owners that would just kind of, like, flake away, but he never was. So when he did this time, I'm like, no, something's got to be up. Like, he's always been at least reliable enough to set a lineup. Uh, so, and then when I found out he was on his honeymoon, I'm like, yeah, you know, next time just tell me, you know, we can work something out, you know, to where like I set your lineup or, or something like that, or, you know, get a friend yeah. to set your lineup for you, something like, don't, don't just abandon well, your team for two weeks. That's, you know, that's, that's not do. cool. And I mean, shit, if you're going on a two week honeymoon, more fucking power to you. But, um, you know, still it's like, all right, well. Get if you know you're going to be gone and you know that you're not going to be planning on taking out of you know whatever day it is whether it's Saturday a Sunday you know or even a you know Thursday to see if you have anybody then you know make a judgment call and if you have guys that are questionable versus guys that aren't go with the guys that aren't even though it may still not be the better thing just to have a lineup I mean. I get that everything, you know, things come up, whatever, you know, vacations, honeymoons. But literally, the thing that bothers me the most, it's like, okay, you you said that you're going to be involved. You want to play in this league. You don't have to be picking people up every week. You don't even have to be looking at your team, you know, for more than 10 minutes uh, a week if you want. But just take that 10 minutes. It's not that It's not that hard to find 10 minutes. And, and no, just set a lineup. I mean, nope, that's that's what bothers not. me, and it's like if if you can't do that, and it's not you know some kind of extenuating circumstance, um, or you can't have the you know reach out to the commissioner, you know, take ten minutes or or two minutes and shoot an email and say, hey, I'm away. Can you do this for me? You know, at least let the commissioner yeah. know so they can do it. Um, and then you don't need to get into this you don't get into the situation. But, you know, if they're, if they become a deadbeat, then, uh, you know, it depends if it's, if it's very early in the season and it's a long season, I say you cut them loose, you know, at the end of that season, you can ask them in the season to, to try to make an effort to be there. And if they're not, then, all right, see ya. I'll find someone. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like I said, so, it's a tough situation. Every every situation is different. I think you got to get all the facts first before you make up, you know, before you make a decision. But um, yeah, it's definitely something that needs to be taken care of and not just ignored and just said, oh, okay. Because if you allow that, then you know it really diminishes the league. Um, and I think we yeah. can both agree on that. So um, you know, let's move on here. You know, we spent a lot of time on these two these two topics, but uh, you know, we'll we'll kind of go rapid fire here through through some of these uh, 
week 13 injuries that you have to know about and then kind of some waiver wire ads that, that come because of it. Um, the biggest one, uh, Gronk. I'm not 100% sure what the you know, how long he's going to be out, but I think everybody knows or everybody's kind of speculating that he's going to be out this week. Um, so that clearly, in my opinion, makes Scott Chandler a must-add for especially Gronk owners. Or if, you know, <laughs> hey, if you're in desperation mode and you need a, a tight end, um, go ahead, man. Pick up Scott Chandler. Um, I think he's going to have a big game. He's going to be a big part of that offense. Um, Jimmy Graham is another one. Uh, he's out for the season tendon. Um, this is the same injury that Victor Cruz suffered a couple of seasons ago, and we've seen how it has affected him. So I'm actually really, really worried about Jimmy Graham. Um, there's really not a whole lot I'd pick up in place of him. You know, maybe Doug Baldwin gets more, although, you know, he's been playing pretty well anyway, but maybe, you know, maybe Baldwin gets a little bit more involved. Um, I just don't really see any of the tight ends there picking up the slack for Jimmy Graham. Not that Graham was doing anything fantastic anyway. Uh, I don't know. Do, do you see anything there that, that you're excited about as far as tight ends that, Seattle? No. I mean, they, they have Luke Wilson, um, and, you know, they have uh, Zach Miller, I think. Isn't he on Chicago? Zach Miller, Zach Miller, Chicago now. Okay. Well, that's what I thought, but they still have him on ESPN as Seattle. Um, that's interesting. Maybe there's two Zach Millers. But, um, yeah, I, I think uh, – I'm not. I'm not going near Luke Wilson. Um, he's not. No. He's not doing anything. So yeah, there's there's two different Zach Millers. Um, huh, but yeah, did not know that. Um, I did not either. I I do have Baldwin listed on our waiver wire pickups because he, yep. for some odd yeah, reason, only owned in thirty three point nine percent. But he's had you know a real solid last three games. I guarantee you that percentage is going to be uh, much higher um, after tomorrow. So he's going to be added. I mean, Jermaine oh, Curse. Oh, yeah, a huge game. <laughs> yeah, Jermaine Curse maybe gets a little bit more of the targets. Um, but honestly, I think with the way Russell Wilson's been playing the last couple of weeks, I think he's just going to keep it and run with it. I mean, who knows? But I, I don't know. Five, five touchdown passes, but. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um Tony Romo. Um we all probably know what's what's going on there with him. Um Collarbone again. Uh, you know, they I just read something right before this broadcast that the Cowboys aren't putting him on season ending IR, which is just stupid because they think the season, the the division's still up for grabs. Like you guys are going to get this guy you know injured for you're going to you're going to you're going to end his career if he breaks that collarbone again at this point like you need to make sure that thing fully heals that's just that's just stupidity um you know does well, Brian lose a ton of value there 
Uh, everybody loses value there when Romo goes down, and that's a, that's a shame. Uh, not that I'm a Cowboys fan, but you know, you just never want to see that. Well, exactly. Ne- neither one of us <laughs> are Cowboys fans here, but definitely not. Um, you know, it, it, use some common sense, Jerry Jones. I know that's very, very difficult for you to do. Um, you know, maybe you can unfold one of the plastic surgery wrinkle corrections in your forehead to find some, but let the man get healed. Bring him back next year. Your season's done. Your team sucks. You're a crappy owner. Everybody hates you. Your new stadium sucks. Let the man get better. Sounds like a true Eagles fan. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, well, our team sucks right now, too, so. Yeah, I was going to say, you guys just love 45 points. If anyone knows what a, what a sucky a team looks like, it's an Eagles fan. <laughs> just a Philly fan in general. Um, yeah. Shout out to the Sixers and their uh, O for O for way too many the, game streak going on right they now. They 0-18 right now or something crazy like that? Yeah, it's bad. It's bad all around. Yeah, um, they're, uh, they're facing Kobe, and he's, you know, just, just coming off his uh, – Hey, I'm, I'm hanging it up. Uh, I don't feel like I can do it anymore, and I'm too old. I don't, I don't feel like I'm. My heart's in it. Rocking every goddamn shot down against the Sixers tonight. Yeah, they're they're over eighteen right now. Probably soon to be over nineteen. Um. So yeah. The Bring exact on the opposite. Yeah, the exact opposite of the, the Warriors. Um. Yeah. yeah moving on, Chris Johnson. Uh, broken fibula. I had bone bruise written down here. Um, that was definitely not the real injury. Later found out. Uh, broken, broken foot basically, and uh, he's done for the year. Uh, and to go along with that, Andre Ellington, he's got a foot injury. Sounds like he's gonna miss miss this week. And uh, you know, as Richard kind of alluded to, um, David Johnson is definitely the the probably the top pickup of the week. You know, Scott Chandler isn't the the number one, which I don't think he should be because of David Johnson. Um, I think easily David Johnson is going to be the number one running back there, at least for this week, if not for next week. Um, so absolutely go after him. Yes. So Fon Taylor is another, uh, another deep pickup for Arizona. Because it looks like at this point he'll be backing up Johnson, at least for this week, till Ellington gets better. But, yeah. So yeah. Um, another another injury, um, and it sounds like he's probably going to play. Tyler Eifert. He got a stinger late in the game this past week, um, neck injury. But they're saying he, you know, MRI came back clean. No structural damage or nothing like that. So it sounds like he's going to be able to play. So that's, that's really good news there. Yeah, it's a big target for uh, for Dalton. Uh, yeah, he definitely likes likes feeding him the, the rack. So hopefully, him getting back will be will be good. Yeah, and then um, Ahmad Bradshaw um, injured his wrist. He's on the IR, done for the year. Um, I, I guess that helps Frank Gore. I don't know. So you gonna pick up uh, Tipton or whatever that guy's name is? I don't know. I'm not really. Uh, too... Boom Heron is the the 
potential backup there now. Um, and there, there's somebody else I thought too. Um, I mean, that's well, that's what I'm reading. It was funny because I pulled up this article. Right yeah, I know. I know page. Heron is, is probably the the best guy there. But I'm I'm thinking of another name though. Yeah, it could be. Thinking of. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to be any anything totally great, but um. Yeah, so we've got we've got that, and then uh, I mean, there's a lot of injuries this week. Alan Hearns had a concussion really late in the game. He's still going through the concussion protocol. Um, doesn't sound like he, <clears throat> excuse me, doesn't sound like he's actually going to play this week. So that's that's bad news um, for for owners. You know, he's been real solid all year long. Uh, Big Ben, um, kind of a weird situation. Had a concussion, and then he came out and said he didn't have a concussion, and now he's going through the concussion protocol. So, <laughs> who knows yeah. what the hell's going on there? Um, my guess is he Sounds- plays because it's Big Ben and he plays through everything. Um, but you know, it's definitely something to look out for. You know, if uh, Landry Jones has to go, then it's, as we've seen, Antonio Brown owners need to beware and. Uh, because Antonio Brown is definitely not the same player without without Big Ben there. Um, yeah. So that's definitely something you have to be, be on the lookout for. Um, and last, and kind of something that came out today, um, I don't know how I missed this, uh, Josh McCown, broken collarbone, done for the rest oh. of the year, and Gary Barnage is worthless without McCown, so that sucks. Um, I own Barnage in a league that I'm kind of, you know, straddling the line to get into the playoffs, although I, I kind of set, you know, I control my own destiny, but it's definitely not, you know, if I lose, then I'm I'm very, very possible that I'm out. So that's not very fun. And uh, I don't know, is it going to be Man- you think they'll go back to Manziel, or you think they'll Give it to Austin Davis. Well, it's kind of interesting. I mean, I think that they might give it to Davis to start at least against Cincinnati and see how he does. And that might be kind of, you know, a a throwaway game anyways. Um, But Davis looked pretty good last night when he came in. I mean, he had 77 yards. He had a touchdown. He got him, you know, back into it, um, and and damn near almost won him the game if it wasn't for that blocked kick. That was a um, crazy ending. <laughs> I I've never seen anything like it. And um, oh yeah, Richard's reminding me they they signed Terrell Pryor to be a wide receiver slash quarterback number three, so we can always start him. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I think um, I don't know. I think that I think they're they're still pissed off at Manziel. I think they're gonna let. I him, do too. I don't think they're gonna give know, it back to him. Rod Rod on the bench, but now I mean he's right on the bench as a second string this time, at least instead of uh, completely worthless. But yet Barnage did nothing in games one and two when Manziel was playing. Um, I feel like he still had an okay game. Maybe not. He had one decent game. Cincinnati. Uh, but yeah, he had he had one one really really good game with uh, 
with Manziel back there. And I'm trying I'm trying to look it up here. Well, Manziel was in from Seattle through Pittsburgh. And he had two good games. Um Seattle or I'm sorry, St. Louis, not Seattle. Uh week seven through ten. At yeah, St. I mean, Louis, he was, Arizona, he was Cincy, Pittsburgh. So, I mean he's not he's not completely out of it. I mean he had those three of those four games were, were pretty good. Uh the Cincinnati game he didn't do anything. Yeah. Um, I guess it done pretty good there. Yeah. So yeah, I be still think he'll we'll be a factor, but but here again, you know, going up against Cincinnati, nothing. Um who knows what he'll do for you this week. Um I still like Davis, though. I think he'll be the guy. So, the only other uh, top waiver ads that we haven't mentioned yet, obviously Chandler Johnson, Doug Baldwin, maybe to an extent uh, Jermaine Curse uh, for for Seattle. Um, Yeah. Brandon Bolden. I mean, here again, we're finally, I think, at the point where everybody thought we may be with the New England backfield as far as it's going to be the hot hand and you're never going to know whose hand is the hottest until of course. the other guy burns you by starting in your lineup and getting jack squat. Um, you know, Bolden was kind of the forgotten back, uh, you know, of uh, after the, the injury to uh, Deion Lewis, um, I know we had mentioned him as a potential flyer pickup, and I actually did go and pick him up, and then since just dropped him. But he had one big play, and that's where you know the majority of his points came from. I, I don't know. I still think. I mean, and they have such an easy matchup against pathetic Eagles this week, so it's a home game for them. You know, they don't lose at home typically. Um, Bolden might be involved, especially with Gronk out now, too. Somebody's got to catch the damn ball there. Um, so, if, if Brandon yeah, Lafell is highly owned... Actually, yeah, no, Lafell's got to be owned everywhere. I'd be very shocked. Um, my thing about Bolden, though, is if he... He's, he's still getting out-snapped, so I, I understand that by, like, James White and the like, Garrett Blunt, but he's actually touching the ball more. Uh, so, yeah. so that's kind of where where I think Bolden has kind of taken over more of the the workload as far as touches from James White, and so it's um yeah I'm looking LaFell's owned in about eighty percent of the league, so he is yeah, still out there. A couple of that. that's kind of weird. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's kind of why I thought Brandon Bolden would be an interesting pickup, but maybe not somebody I'm like really going crazy over um and then and then you wrote down alex smith and and you make really good points here you know last week we talked about quarterbacks you could possibly stream alex smith had a great game this past week against buffalo who's pretty decent they're not great uh but they've got a pretty decent decent uh defense um you know these these next four weeks here he gets oakland san diego baltimore and then cleveland um so yeah, we'll uh so so we'll uh 
we'll put him down here as a possible streaming quarterback that you can use for the playoffs. And, and hey, even if you're desperate for a quarterback this week, although I don't know yeah. if there's a lot of people that you're throwing him over. No, I, I like Alex Smith a lot, though. I mean, you've got at Oakland, uh, at home against Seattle, then at Baltimore, then at home again against Cleveland through, you know, week six. Yeah, there's definitely so good matchups. That's, 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 that's a, a lot to like. Um, and, you know, Macklin is – he's just playing mistake-free football right now. And he's got Macklin yeah. as a big target. You know, Andy Reid seems to have – found some kind of spark and, and put this team back on the winning track. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, don't, don't don't forget what Andy Reid did when he first got there either. You know, he, he had this team undefeated for, uh, you know, fairly deep into the season, uh, about halfway in. I can't remember the exact number of games right now. But, you know, Big, Big Red's a good coach. He's got them playing well. Uh, you know, I, I'm looking for Kansas City players right now. Like Richard said, the defense is definitely one to be able to stream too. So, all right, well, let's uh, let's move on to our final wrap up here. Looking forward to Week 13 with our best and worst games and our our sleepers and busts. Um, I'll go ahead and start. For me, the, the there really wasn't a, a best fantasy game out there. Uh, I kind of just threw a dart at the wall and. Up, uh, yeah, I had a tough time it, picking one. It, it, Atlanta at Tampa Bay. Um, I kind of touched on these two teams a little bit earlier when we were talking about Carolina. You know, it depends on which Matt Ryan's going to come out and play for you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Julio Jones is, is going to be Julio Jones. He's going to get his targets and get his touches. Not um, last week. Yeah, he, he definitely didn't <laughs> last week. So hopefully that turns around. This Matt week. Ryan needs to um, get his head out of his, you know what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay is, um, like I said, I, I really like what Winston's been doing. He's he's really come into his own the last uh, last few weeks here, and you know I I think Atlanta's currently ranked as second, you know, uh, against quarterbacks, so he might have a tough go at it. Um, still put up 177 and one touchdown against them earlier in the year. So, you know, I, I think the ball is going to be going to Doug Martin a lot, though. And if, if yeah, I'm I'm going against what, Freeman in our league where I need to win. So I'm hoping it's not a repeat performance of Freeman and Martin because oh my god, yeah. I would I would get totally slaughtered. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So, so my my best fantasy game, I'll. I'm going to go Green Bay Detroit. I know like this game was awful earlier in the year and it was really low scoring. Uh I think Green Bay's starting to figure things out a little bit. I know they struggled a little bit last week, but like the week before that they started figuring things out. Lacey's starting to get moving again. Uh I just have a tough time seeing Aaron, you know, thinking that Aaron Rodgers is not going to be able to pass all over Detroit. Um and and Detroit's offense is starting to look a lot better. Uh, so I think this one could be a pretty high-scoring game. Yeah, my uh, my worst game that I'm looking at here, um, San Fran at Chicago. Uh, I mean, I think you know, Chicago's really kind of picked it up of late as well, too. I mean, they're, they've been fighting off some injuries and everything, but, you know, Zach Miller 2.0 maybe? I, I don't know. 
the other Zach Miller um, has been playing well for them in in, uh, in Bennett's uh, speed there while he's been injured. I mean, they've just been fighting these injuries through every of their all their receivers and and, and now Bennett yeah. and Forte. So, but they're still finding ways to grind out and win these games. And San Fran has looked extremely lost at times this year, and they've looked okay other times. But I just I just don't think this is going to be a great game. I I could see this being another one of those, you know, one of the teams that doesn't even score 20 points type games. Um, so I would say maybe maybe 20 to, to 13 is going to be the final score of this game. Yeah, I don't I don't blame you there. That was actually one of the ones I was looking at. Um, and you know, I I kind of missed on on this one this past week. I went with the Ravens Browns, and that one was definitely a high scoring game. I did not expect that, but I'm going to go yeah. right back to the Ravens again and just kind of think that this offense can't keep that up uh, with with Matt Schaub back there. Uh, you know, now now that people have some videotape on on him and what he's going to do in that offense, I think they're going to be able to turn him over. You know, he was still trying to play. He was still trying to be typical Matt Schaub, uh, throwing a late pick there, and almost gave the game away. I think there was another pick in there somewhere. Matt Schaub's going to be Matt Schaub again pretty pretty soon. Um, and the Dolphins have looked like a mess. They just fired their offensive coordinator. You know, maybe. Maybe it does exactly like what they did earlier in the year, and it, you know, lights a fire under them. But I don't know. The Dolphins look bad. I mean, I benched Lamar Miller last week, and I'm really glad I did because um, he did absolutely nothing. And I don't know. I'm I'm just not really not really feeling this game on the offense either way. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Jarvis Landry is going to be the offense for that game. I think that's about it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, pretty much. So, running into uh, sleepers here, uh, and I'm just looking at at your guys here now that that they're in. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Derek Carr. There's actually kind of a handful of quarterbacks that I really like this week. Um, I already mentioned Alex Smith, but I, I didn't want to throw him in here um, since I already talked about him, but yeah, their car has got over 300 yards in four of his last five games since their week six bye. And he's on a, a 16 to three touchdown interception ratio. And he, he does have one, uh, one fumble, but I mean, that's, that's solid stats to go off of, especially based on the fact that they're playing Kansas city here. So, you know, he, he's going up against my other potential pick, but, Kansas City has given up a lot of passing yards to opposing uh, quarterbacks um, as well as touchdowns. So Mm -hmm. I really like Carr. Um, My running back choice is kind of going off the cuff here. A guy that was really heavily, um, you know, oversold coming into the year, uh, C.J. Anderson for Denver. He put together a very nice game against a tough Patriots team in tough weather conditions. And in my mind, this, you know, I, I look at Sunday's game as a potential springboard to us seeing the C.J. Anderson from the end of last season. I don't know if you agree with that or not, but I think, I they're, I, I think they're definitely going to be giving him a little bit more opportunity now. 
after what he did. And, you know, who knows? It, it may be what he needs. I, I don't know if he's going to be exactly where he was and be that productive. I don't know if I see that yet. I need a little bit more, but um, I really like his performance, and I like him again this week. Um, and then my receiver pick is uh, Brandon LaFell. Um, like I said, he's he's pretty much the only name player left <laughs> um, in that receiving core. They've got you know a couple of those other guys. Uh, Keyshawn Martin, I think his name is, um, and uh, mm-hmm. a couple other guys that just aren't sexy names. Um, no, Chandler's going to be Chandler's going to be getting you know some plays too. Uh, but I, I just think everybody on the Patriots is going to have, you know, 40 to 50-plus fantasy points this week going up against the horrific uh, disgrace of the football team that is the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, LaFell is definitely a good one. Um, so my sleeper quarterback here is going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, a lot of people you – know, I I don't know if people just don't really believe in him or something, but I, I feel like he's kind of underranked this week going against the Giants who are pretty atrocious against the pass. Um, I want to say the Giants have actually allowed the most passing yards in the NFL to quarterbacks um, with 3,466. And I'm just looking down the list and yes, that's right. It is the most passing yards. So, and yeah, they have 14 interceptions, which is kind of a lot, but I don't know. I, I just think he's he's proven that he's at least steady and he's gonna he's gonna do a lot better than people think. Um, sleeper running backs Eddie Lacy. Um, you know the Lions are have been better against the run lately, um, but Lacy is looking like Lacy of old. Uh, he finally eclipsed 100 yard, yards last week. So, you know, whatever whatever spinach he found or uh, or ho-ho he found underneath of something to to give him some strength to to run run the ball a little bit more, it uh, it, it it worked. So I'm I'm looking I'm liking Lacey this week, and my receiver is going to be Eric Decker. I'm going to go back to that Jets that just passing game. Um, I just, you know, Decker is kind of the forgotten man there. You know, Brandon Marshall's obviously the stud, but but Decker just just gets it done time and time again. And I think him and Fitzpatrick are going to hook up at least for at least one touchdown this week. Yeah, I was just looking at at the uh, stats here on the Giants fantasy wise. You know, they really haven't been. I mean, they're ranked. 29th against opposing quarterbacks, but a lot of that is because of the Drew Brees, you know, 505 yards, seven touchdown blasting that he put on them. You know, they've only given up three touchdowns since that game, but two of the three games have been over 300 yards. So I still like Fitzpatrick too, I think. And it's it, technically it's a home game for him since they're both playing the same stadium. But yeah, exactly. Um, uh, yeah, I, you can't go wrong with Fitzpatrick this week. Um, but yeah, I'm actually going to start him over my uh, my bust in one of my leagues. Yeah, yeah, so my we'll get to uh, that one here. Yeah, my my bust here is uh, I'm going to go back to your Baltimore Miami game, um, and uh, and call out Ryan Tannehill. I, I just don't think he's. 
don't think he's been completely terrible, but he's something's wrong with Miami right now. And, and if they're firing their offensive coordinator, that was news to me uh, when he put that out there. But um, I don't know what that's going to do to him this week. Either he's going to completely shell up and be even more of a bust than I think he is. But, I mean, you, you look at the matchup, you think, oh, Baltimore's horrible against quarterbacks. You know, he's got a, a nice matchup lined up. But I just, I, I don't know. He doesn't do much for me. Um, my running back bust, even though I did just kind of talk them up, is the New England backfield. Um, I just, I, I don't I don't like their backfield for fantasy sports, you know, or fantasy football. Uh, they just, you never know who's going to be the one that's going to be getting the points. Um, you know, you thought it was going to be Blount, and I still think he can have a decent game if they decide to just go power run. But I'm just staying away from those guys this week. And then my receiver is a guy that we already kind of touched on earlier uh, with Stefan Diggs. Um, he's got a real tough matchup against Seattle, um, you know, regardless of, of the uh, type of yardage that Pittsburgh just put up on them. Still think Seattle's the top, you know, defense right now. Um, and then he's had no touchdowns in the last four weeks, so he just hasn't been productive. I think they're just giving the ball to Adrian Peterson, letting him do his thing, and you know, Diggs is like a forgotten man all of a sudden. So yeah, well, it's working. Adrian Peterson led him to the playoffs a couple of years ago. He looks like he might try and do it again. Yeah. Yeah. So. So my bust, uh, like I said, is one of the guys that I'm starting Fitzpatrick over this week, um, Phil Rivers. Uh, I was going to go with Tannehill, actually, but I decided to pick Rivers. I don't think it's much of a bust. I think I think this one's pretty given. Like He's pretty lowly ranked on, on every site I've seen, but I just wanted to make sure I, I mentioned it here. Playing Denver, um, you know, missing – Missing Keenan Allen, Gates coming back last week was a blessing for him. But we all know that Gates comes back one week and then somehow doesn't play the next week because he gets injured again. Um, But still, Rivers playing Denver. Denver is banged up, so there is a possibility that it could be a good game. But I'm not taking my chances when I have somebody who I do like this week in Fitzpatrick. Um, My bust running back is going to be LaShawn McCoy. he you know he he's been good but it's more off of volume than anything it's really not that he's you know he's getting 20 20 touches 19 or 20 rushes and then tw- six catches i mean he he's getting a lot of volume which is definitely helping uh but but Houston's run defense has been phenomenal the last the last few weeks and and their their defense in general has just stepped it up um, they, you know, they allowed five points to the Titans in week eight. I mean, yeah, that's the Titans, big deal. Then they only allowed eight points to the Bengals running backs, and the Bengals running backs, you know, to where, like, one may not be good, they're both, you know, can combine for pretty good. The Jets, they shut down Ivory pretty well, and then they shut down Ingram last week. Uh, so the the Houston run defense has been pretty good. You know, and, and you're saying, like, you know, something that's skewing stats here. If you take away the 46-point effort that Freeman put up on the Houston defense and then the 40-point effort 
that Miller and company from Miami put up on them in week seven. The Houston Texans defense for running running backs would probably be near top five. So I'm very afraid as a McCoy owner uh, that that he's not going to have a good game this week. And then my receiver going back to that uh, San Diego game, I'm gonna I'm gonna pair it up just like I did with my sleepers, uh, Stevie Johnson. I think uh, you know, like I said, uh, Den- Denver's just gonna shut him down and, and make. Make Rivers pass elsewhere. Make him make him throw it to uh, Floyd and, and company and, and Inman stuff like that. You know uh, the the defense hasn't been number one all year for for no reason. So that is my bust and sleepers list and uh, yours as well. And for, you know, fortunately for you, we don't have any any Twitter questions. Uh, we ran a little long today. Sorry everybody, but uh, it's all good conversation and. Uh, you know, good luck getting into the playoffs. Um, except for except for you and Richard. Hey, Jay. Um, I, I'm already. <laughs> I'm becoming the owner that we already talked about. I'm not going to pay attention to my my lineup this week, and I'm just going to be miserable about it and take my. Uh, okay. My, you already are my newest loss. It. it doesn't matter. That's true. But, I'm already miserable about it. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, one one final note. Um, the 76ers are no longer winless. They uh, wow! Did they actually beat the Lakers? They beat the Lakers 103 to 91, baby. Look at them. You know, that's actually the team they don't want to beat because I, yeah, it's the other worst team in the league. <laughs> well, no, that's the team they don't want to beat because well, they, they want the Lakers. Pick. I know they only get their draft pick if the Lakers finish. I think I heard it's, it's if the Lakers finish outside of one of the top four picks. So they yeah, don't want the four, Lakers. Top five. Yeah, so they don't want the Lakers. Pick. They want the Lakers to win games so that they can get their pick. Yeah. Um, beating them doesn't do them any good. So great job in, like, failing and tanking. You you already failed at basketball. Now you're failing and tanking. Good job. Um just if you're gonna to lose to everybody, just lose to the Lakers too. Anyway, all right. So yeah, that's well, uh, this is, is gonna spark their run. They're gonna uh, they're gonna be seeing Golden State. Soon, okay. Soon enough. <laughs> all right. You'll 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 lose by thirty. Anyway. Uh. So yeah, that's all the show we've got. Uh, hope everybody enjoyed it. Join us next week, same time. And uh, like I said, good luck. Ask me questions on Twitter at Fancy Six Pack. One of these days, we'll get we'll get AJ to change his name so we can share it on air. Um, <laughs> so uh, everybody, have a good night and see you next week. All right, see you.